Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Who Let the Dogs Out, a podcast where I chat life with cool people doing awesome things. In this episode, you'll hear from Joanne Tan, she, her, who we first met at Troy High School. We catch up a little bit at the beginning because we haven't chatted in, honestly, years, probably since 2018 when I forgot I hosted her in Philly. You'll hear about her initial inspiration for dentistry, being in dental school right now, feeling settled on this path, and even giving me some dental advice. Long time no see. Dope. How's life? Good. Life is, it's like hard right now. Definitely like really busy and stuff like that. So just trying to figure out the rest of my life right now too. And you're at Case, no? Yeah, I'm at Case right now. Yeah. Okay. What location is that? Is there multiple campuses or whatever? So it's in Cleveland. I guess technically, technically there's two campuses, but they're like right next to each other. So there's like the main campus where all the undergrad stuff is. And then there's the health education campus where all dental school, med school, PA, all like the healthcare stuff is over there. So yeah, but they're half a mile apart from each other. So it's not really, it's two <laughs> campuses, but not really. So yeah, 30 seconds by car. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And you drove your car over from Troy, I assume, or? Yeah, I actually have my mom's old car. Nice. So that- back in that 2012 Hyundai Santa Fe. <laughs> Hells yeah. Hells yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for being on my podcast so randomly. It's been a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I was looking at the other people that you've been having on and stuff, and I was like, this is so weird. I haven't seen all these people in like four or five years. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, and it's fun just merging paths again in these moments, dropping on high school classmates who you haven't yeah. hung out with in a while. I was listening to Hannah Jones and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, literally haven't talked to her for seven years. Yeah. This is like crazy. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, even though it's been so different or parallel lives, like throughout college, I feel like diverges a lot. But now a lot of my friends are in med school or just starting job or transitioning. Hey, I'll listen to it when I'm at the gym or something. Yeah. Cool stuff. So yeah, wait, when did you start Case? How has it been? What's next for you? Yeah, so I went to undergrad at Case. And so I started there 2016 and then I graduated 2020. So right during COVID. So I never got a graduation, never got a senior week. Missed out on that like second semester senior kind of fun and shenanigans. And then I went right into dental school. So I started dental school in... August of 2020, my first year was all online. That was a little bit difficult, but I lived here in Cleveland, which was actually good because I got to meet a lot of my classmates and stuff still because a lot of people actually still moved here because they didn't let us know until very last minute that we were online. So it was actually a pretty relaxing first year. It was actually like a blessing in disguise because we didn't have any labs and stuff. So everything was a little bit more spread out versus a normal curriculum. You'd have an exam like every week or like some type of like competency or practical every week, your second semester of first year. For us, it was just everything was very spread out. We were doing everything from home. We didn't have to do any lab work and stuff, but we did lose our summer because we had to make up lab work. So it was a little bit of a trade-off, but I think it worked out 
personally, I think it worked out in our favor. So now I'm a third year. So now I'm seeing my own patients and stuff like that. And we're getting ready to take, start studying for boards and stuff. And everyone's kind of figuring out if they want to specialize in stuff. So I originally went into dental school thinking, I was like, I think peds is really cool. I like working with kids. I babysit a lot, stuff like that. So I wanted to do peds and I really liked my pediatric dentist. So I was like, okay, I felt like it was a, kind of a way for me to pay it forward and be like, the dentist is not a scary place. So I went in being like, okay, I'm going to do peds, right? But then I did some shadowing and stuff and I was like, screaming kids. I like, I don't think so. So then like my first, second year, I was like, iffy about it and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I really like general dentistry. It was, I started clinic. I really liked doing like fillings and crowns and all the very like bread and butter dentistry kind of things. But then we have different rotations and specialties. So very similar to med school, but our rotations are only a week and we don't have to take a board exam or whatever after. I did my PEDS rotation. I was like, wow, like I really like it. Everything is so quick. All these fillings are really small. Everything is very like boom. And I actually really like that because with adults, you can get a lot of variability. Like on the x-ray, you're like, oh, the cavity doesn't look that big, but you can start drilling and cleaning it out and it, the tooth is basically bombed out. So with kids, it's a little bit easier too, because if you mess up, it's a baby tooth. It's going to come out, right? So yeah, now I'm looking into different PEDS programs and stuff. So I've done an externship here at Case. I did one in Cincinnati and I'm actually going to Temple at the end of this month. So I'll be in Temple at the end of April and then I'm probably planning on looking at Buffalo also in May. So that's that sick, of, yo. Yeah, I that's kind of what's in store. Yeah, I could give so many Philly recs and Howard as well is big fan and Shreya too. It's almost wild that all three of us were in Philly at the same time, but we honestly didn't hang out that much in different worlds so I'm sure you would get three different Philly perspectives yeah because I really because remember that one summer I was there for a month ish when was that that was like at the end of your freshman year at the end of my sophomore year I think okay dude it's been such a blur for me did we end up getting to hang out yeah I stayed one night at your place you remember that Dude, literally no recollection. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, I because remember, I think I flew in a day early because it was so much cheaper to find a day earlier. And then I remember me, you and Howard went and got food somewhere the next day. Wait, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I forgot where, but I remember. That. And I really liked Philly. Like, Cleveland's a city, but it's not like mm. a city. So I feel Philly was in between Cleveland and New York City. Like New York City is huge and like yeah. everyone's go, go, go. Philly just didn't feel like that. So I actually, I really liked it. And so that's I was dope. like, passion is really, you You hit me up and you can keep hitting up for housing. <laughs> so <laughs> find yourself in Sao Paulo in the next six months. Let me know. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so was it an eight year program that you applied to? And then what was the initial inspiration for dental back in high school so I didn't do the eight-year program so case has a three plus four so you just do all the basic requirements and then you take all your major classes I think or you basically have to fit everything in three years you can take a fourth year if you want to like you want if you want to take electives and stuff so it's a very like lax program it's just like you have a seat at the school no matter what, but you can apply to outside schools, which is nice, and you won't lose your seat. 
So a lot of med programs, like the med program here at Case is four, it's four plus four. But if you apply to an outside med school, you lose your seat at Case. With dental, it's a little bit, they're a little bit more relaxed with that. So I just ended up going to Case because the other school I got into was in Chicago. And in the long run, it would have been more expensive. And the other school I got into was like really clinically driven. So it was like setting you up for general practice. It wasn't setting you up to specialize. So with dental school, you either have a really clinically heavy school or a really research heavy school. So Michigan is really research heavy. So a lot of people go there to specialize. But cases in the middle, you can do research if you want to, but they still have really strong, they have very strong clinic for very basic stuff. So that's why I was like, case is a good kind of middle ground because if I want to specialize, I still can. If I don't want to, at least I still have the basics down. So that's how case works. But with dentistry in general, how I got into it, as I said, I was really liked going to the dentist when I was younger. But I think part of the reason why I liked it though is because I didn't have any cavities. <laughs> That was the biggest reason why I like the dentist so much. I'm like, oh, you just go there and get your teeth brushed and you get some really good tasting fluoride. And then you get a little toy. And whenever I went to the dentist, they give me a Game Boy or a DS and I never had one at home. And so I'd be like, oh my gosh, just a video game. I'm the dentist. So I loved going to my dentist when I was younger. So that's where it started. I actually wanted to do dental hygiene efforts. Because I was like, oh, like you get, I it just seemed like a, such a fun job to me. So I started shadowing my pediatric dentist in high school. I shadowed him like two or three times. It wasn't every week or anything. And I really liked it. And it was fun. The office was really big. They saw a bunch of kids. They had a lot of, they probably had, I'm trying to think, they probably had at least 15 chairs. And that's really big for a dental office. Usually it's four to six chairs. And like four of them are for hygiene and two of them are for the doctor. So 15 to 16 was like a lot of chairs. It was nice and busy. And I liked that. You got to move around with different people. So that was one of my big things in finding a career. It was just like I had to move around. I had to move around and I had to be able to use my hands in some way and not just be at a desk or a computer. So that was the initial spark of it. And then I did HOSA in high school also. I don't wait. Did you do HOSA in high school? I didn't, but so many of our friends did that. I feel yeah. like I did sometimes. Yeah. So I did HOSA in high school. And the first year I did it, I did the dental stuff. And you got to, I like, there was like, you had to like practice for it or something. And I don't know if you remember Jessica Tan. She also did the dental stuff because she also was interested in dental or something. So she actually hooked me up with this lady that I don't even know in what capacity she was related to dentistry, but she knew how to do a lot of dental things like impressions she taught me how to load like, an anesthetic syringe. She taught me a lot of hands-on things that a high schooler probably didn't know because we had to know it for the exam. I went to her. Jessica Tan basically hooked me up with her, got me in contact, and I went there and she taught me all these really cool things about dentistry and stuff. And I was like, this is fun. Even though all those things she showed me, a dentist would never... Now I know a dentist would never do those things. <laughs> that is way below their pay grade. <laughs> And so I had a lot of fun doing that. So I was like, okay, I think I want to be a pre-dental or whatever. And I went into college, took all my classes, didn't do very well in some of them, but whatever. 
not a big deal. We're still here. And like my second year, I was unsure. I was like, I don't even know if I want to do healthcare anymore. So I was like, this is so hard. All these classes suck. I don't like any of them, but like, oh, whatever. And so then I went to Philly. That was when I went to Philly and I did this little like medical mission trip for month. And I guess it was eye-opening in a way. I realized like, oh, I actually really helping people. Even though I'm doing very basic health screening, I'm only doing blood pressure and glucose readings and screening them for potentially at risk for diabetes. Like that's all we were doing. I was like, this is really fun. I actually like doing this and doing these basic things. And then also during that medical missions trip, I got to shadow at one of their free clinics with their dentist. And actually backtrack a little bit I was a nutrition major at this point already so that was like my backup plan if I didn't want to do dental so I was a nutrition major and when I was at this free dental clinic I was shadowing this dentist this little tiny girl because she's probably like two years old maybe maybe three somewhere between two and three and all her teeth had cavities literally all her teeth this little baby tiny girl had cavities on all her teeth and I was like it blew my I was like this is wild I was like what what if something something really wrong must be happening I was like something's wrong the mom's not brushing it was just so wild to me because how we grew up and where we're from everyone in general is in very good health deadly also so I was like this is crazy I was like what the heck and the dentist was trying to go over nutrition and stuff with the mom and the mom was like oh she loves apple juice i always give her apple juice and for my nutrition class i'm like oh my god new apple juice is not healthy there's so much sugar in it there's literally an insane amount of sugar in it you really shouldn't be giving it to kids like, i already knew that from nutrition but i was like but this mom thinks that because there's a fruit slapped on this label it's healthy so from there, I was like, okay, I realized like, oh my gosh, there's a connection between nutrition and dentistry. So with the help of my professors and stuff in the nutrition department, I was able to do some research papers and do some class projects on nutrition and den- child nutrition specifically and dentistry. That Philly trip, oh my gosh, I just connected two parts of my world together and made them one. So then from then on, I was like, okay, I want to do dental. And then that's also how peds comes into play too, because part of the reason I wanted to do peds was to like take a nutrition approach to things. But I realized it's possible still to take that approach, but I realized there's not much, there's not much like research and stuff out there. It's very, it's pretty vague. It's also just hard to do research projects on that stuff because there's so many factors. So anyways, (laughs) that's how I got into dentistry. So fascinating. I love the storyline. How do you like turn off your dentist brain? So I'm eating fruit right now. Maybe it'll span an hour, but I've heard, oh, it's better to eat it in 10 minutes. And then you go brush your teeth a certain duration after. Have you made lifestyle changes to yourself because of what you know? And then when you see your friends or people doing non good things for their teeth, is your brain like, oh my God, I should tell them. So I floss every day now. That's something I do. That's probably the only big really big change I made because I don't think I've ever had bad dental habits but I floss every day now because I see how many cavities people have between their teeth 
And I think I actually have a small one. So sometimes I'll get scared and I'll just go get fluoride from the supply closet and just load it on there. <laughs> so I floss more. A lot of my friends open beer cans or beer bottles with their teeth. And I always like, hey, don't do that. You're going to break your teeth. So that's the one thing I always see. People just open stuff with their teeth. And I'm like, you're going to crack it. And I'm not going to fix it for you. <laughs> Good tips for the world. Interesting. Yeah. I have a specific question. I'm sure you get all these questions from your friends who hit you up for random yeah. stuff. So making you do this online. But they're like, oh, you have to get gingival gum grafting, which I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But it's at the point where if cold wind rushes, it'll feel a sting or I eat a grape and it's cold and it's right there. It'll sting it. And they measured something. I'm not really sure what it is, but I Googled it and gingival gum grafting is the recovery time. It's 24 hours. You can't really eat. And then two weeks of soft food. And then four weeks after, then you get your sutures out. And now coming off of foot surgery, I'm like, fuck that shit. People don't tell you how long recovery takes because they want you to get the thing and make money. Maybe that's a clap on providers as well. Let me know what your takes there. But it's not a value-based system yet that we live in in the U.S. And so now post this experience, I am so sensitive to big procedures like that. So what is gingival gum graphic? Does it sound like that's the right thing I would need? So there's a space between, this is me being all dentist on you. So there's a space, there's a natural space between your tooth and your gum and we measure that pocket. So that pocket tells us how healthy your gums are. And your gums are, are the indication of how healthy your mouth, your oral cavity is. So you might just have a really deep pocket there. And sometimes when there's a really deep pocket and, oh, they take an x-ray. And I don't exactly know what happens from here on. But sometimes when you have bony defects, you have a crater. You're basically missing... Your tooth is surrounded with bone, like, of your jaw. So you might be missing a wall of the bone that's around your tooth. So in order to build that bone up, you need a bone graft. Or if your gums are receding, you might need a gingival graft. Something like that. That's more like a perio thing. I don't really know anything about it. But that's the basis of it. But yeah, it's a bit... It's actually a relatively, like... In my opinion, it's considered surgery at that point. Yeah, I know. When I heard, like, I literally was on crutches going into the appointment and they were like, oh, you might need another surgery. You turn <laughs> 24, you graduate college and your body just starts falling apart. No, it just starts declining. Okay, yeah. so it sounds like I might actually need this thing. But in the meantime, I don't have time to do it before Sao Paulo. So they gave me a sensitivity toothpaste. It sounds like I just lather it on like the same way maybe you do for fluoride, but for yeah. a different chemical and process. I don't know if that just prevents it from getting worse. Is it going to undo it or I should just be ready for surgery again? I don't know. I guess I would have to take a... I don't know because I don't have your x-rays. I feel like I don't have enough information to be like, yeah, that's going to help. But I don't... Is it like a desensitizer or something? What it is? I got it like the day before I was supposed to fly. I packed it in and then I got COVID. <laughs> I, didn't, oh. I didn't undo my... Like, yeah. But no, anyway... I was just curious your thoughts there, but that was super helpful. <laughs> I appreciate it. So for any listeners who also might need gingival gum grafting, you know who to go to. Not me. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. All right. What about all things outside of school and work? I feel like I see you traveling with your sister 
a bit yeah so my family actually really likes to travel so we were just in Colorado we were skiing for a week on my spring break and then over winter break we went to Hong Kong to visit family because it's been three two and a half years since we've been back just because of COVID and stuff so we were finally able to travel to Hong Kong so it was just it was nice seeing everyone since we hadn't seen them in a while and my cousin has pretty small kids so it was weird because I actually hadn't met two of them before and I just had been seeing pictures of them and I'm like whoa this is weird I've never met you <laughs> so yeah it was good to see family so my family likes to travel during every break we have so it's yeah oh like- that's so cute you say every break we have, so your sister's also in school? Every break I have now. Not Before it was every break we had, but now it's every break I have. So my sister also finished school in 2020. So she went to grad school for two years. So yeah, she's in New York City now. So Good stuff. That's cool. And are your parents thinking about staying in Troy for a while? Do you know where you want to eventually be after all of this schooling? So my parents are probably staying in Troy. They haven't told us they're moving or anything. So they're probably staying there. I don't know. I guess it depends where I go for residency. I really don't have any limits on where I can go. Like the world is my oyster at this point. Literally don't have any restrictions. I could go anywhere. I would like to ideally stay midwest or east coast just because i'm more familiar with the area but hey if i end up on the west coast so be it i have no idea i don't have an ideal place i want to end up in i think i do want to live in a bigger city for a little bit and then or maybe at least work in the city and then maybe live in the suburbs i don't know we'll see I really, I can't give you a good answer. (laughs) No, no, it's cool that the options are open. I feel very similar in that boat. But winter breaks, at least this past one, was insane for my class. I don't know how tight you are with your class and friends in that group anymore. Now that Hannah and you are here, we had, I swear I was seeing like 20 people every day, which was more than me living in Jersey on my own because so many families are still here. And I feel it's so different when you actually have a home base and it feels like a home base so yeah I like go I like going back to Troy and I'm glad my parents still live there I don't know if you remember Rosanna Lee her parents moved away from Troy but she's actually in Utah now so when she comes back for breaks she comes to visit and hang out with all of us in Troy but sometimes it's hard to coordinate because oh she doesn't have the car or something. so it's like, I'm glad my parents are in Troy still most of my friends are also still there too And it's just nice to see everyone once or twice a year and just catch up. for real. We had to do like a huge bash again this coming Christmas or something. Now that I feel I'm doing these chats, it won't be completely random being like, oh, I haven't heard that name in seven years. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I love when people just randomly text me and I'm like, whoa, I haven't talked to you in a while. (laughs) Hell yeah. No, you responded so positively and I was like, fuck yeah, this is going to be a good chat for sure. It's not going to go wrong. (laughs) I'm always always down to catch up with people, especially people I was like close with before. I'm always down to do that. Yeah. Word, word, word. Good stuff. Do you still live in the water sometimes? What was it? Swimming or water polo? Both? I swam. So I swam in high school. I actually swam in high school and then I swam one year in college also. So I do swim sometimes or more. It's like trying not to drown. I usually swim more in the summer because there's outdoor pools here that I have easy access to. In Michigan, it was a lot of country clubs and stuff around. So 
there wasn't as much easy access to outdoor pools, but here they have community pools. Each city basically has their own outdoor pool, water park kind of area. So one of the families I actually babysit for this past summer was like, hey, do you want to teach our kid like swim lessons? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll give it a shot. And so they actually very kindly bought me a pool pass to the city pool. They were like, yeah, you don't even have to come with us. You're like, just come whenever. If you want to come after school and swim, go ahead. So I did that almost every day this past summer. I would go swim and got really tan and stuff. So it was nice to be back in the water, but I was also dying half the time. (laughs) But yeah. I'm sure you get this pun all the time, but I'm sure you do get very tan over the summer. (laughs) Yes, I do. <laughs> you have to take your chuckle. <laughs> yeah, swimming Swimming for me is the newest consistent thing that I did, at least leading up to surgery, because it was such low impact on the foot. I would get up to half a mile, which is not a lot for you all dolphins out there in the world, but <laughs> half a mile, and I was like, this is fun. Plus, when I was an island hopped for a little bit and would go snorkeling and stuff, and it's so peaceful. It's so nice. And that's when I'm like, damn, I really am a grandma now when you look for <laughs> swimming but I know so many of y'all did it competitively and it's when you take it to that level it's exhausting man I don't know you guys did it practice before school then after it's like what's going on yeah don't ask me how I did it but I somehow did it I have no idea I don't know how I did it in college that was one of the reasons why I stopped swimming because it, it was so exhausting it was just before school practice after school and then you would also have to lift too that was a different thing with college I never lifted in high school So when I got to college, I felt like I was like 10 steps behind everyone because everyone else had already lifted in high school. So I hated lifting for one, which is probably why I didn't get any faster in college because I hated lifting. I just bare minimum in the weight room, not even kidding, bare minimum. And so that two practices a day on top of one lift session every other day, plus you're, you're in all the weed out classes and stuff. So it was just like, I was knocked dead on my butt every day, so. Yeah, no, that's insane. Do you feel there were different things that were motivating you throughout high school and college that are just different now? Yeah, definitely. I feel a lot in high school, I was motivated by swimming because that was just like my whole life. I was like, okay, like I have to finish my homework so I can get to practice or I need to finish my homework so I don't have homework after practice. It was a lot, it was a lot of that. And I think when I stopped swimming, I realized there's more to the world than swimming. And all my friends in college were swimmers. My first year, all my friends were swimmers. Everyone swam. We all lived in the same building. We all lived in the same hallway. We went to breakfast together. We went to lunch. It was just swimming, whatever. I love the environment of the swim team. Like everyone, it's you're like a family, basically. Good ways and bad ways. So it was just like a lot of swimming, swimming. So when I stopped swimming, it was like, wow, I actually could find time for things that I like I was like oh I realized like I really liked volunteering so I volunteered at the hospital whatever oh I really liked really organizing fundraisers so it's okay me and my friends basically started a new chapter of fundraising club at our school so it was just like I don't know it was just like it was just it was hard to transition from swimming to not swimming because it's oh my gosh all your friends are at practice like what are you what are you supposed to do now stare at the wall so it was a hard transition it was so weird because I would still wake up at 6 a.m every day just naturally and be like okay what do I do with my life I don't I don't have class till 10 what do I do I would just lay in bed and be like I don't even know what to do with my life 
So that sounds so depressing, but I, pro- I wasn't depressed. I just didn't know what to do with my... I was just like lost in a sense. But I feel now I'm more driven by like how I see my future life. Because I'm older now, I care more about, oh, where do I want to live? Do I want to have a family? How many kids do I want to have? What kind of life do I want to provide my kids? Am I able to provide for my parents later on? Stuff like that. So it's just a very different, like, it's very... It's less self-centered in a sense, I feel. Yeah. Um, kind of think of the bigger picture now versus, oh my gosh, I need to get homework done so I can go to practice. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. That's for sure different. And I was going to say not self-centered at all as well, because I feel, yeah, for sure the future involves providing for our future little humans or our parents. But I feel a lot of us are still figuring out what the future is for ourselves. And you um, feel you've already cracked that part. You know what you want. And now it's about providing for others I feel like I have because I think for people especially healthcare I feel the path is so much more concrete than it is for someone in other fields like someone in business there's so many things you can do with business but let's say for dental school like I can only be a dentist I can't go and do I mean I can but it's like you paid for this degree already so you have this path that's already paved out for you in a way so the last thing I have to really figure, actually the last two things, I guess I really have to figure out for my career is if I want to specialize slash where I would want to go and then what kind of practice I want to work in. So those are still relatively big decisions. But like after I make those, I don't think I have to, I don't know. I just don't feel I'm going to have a midlife crisis and be like, oh my God, I need to switch careers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just like in healthcare, it's already set for you mm. No, I think you found it, you stuck with it, and you still like it. So, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Do you want to wrap up with a quick lightning round? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. I guess you've already heard the questions, perhaps, but what is one thing you wish everyone knew? Definitely, if you want to do something, do it now because you're still young and you can still do it. Don't hesitate and just do it. (laughs) Nice. What are three things that you can't live without besides the necessities? Oh gosh, three things I can't live without. Okay, my phone. <laughs> I think that's a necessity in today's world. Okay, okay, okay. Three things I can't live without. Wow, that is actually really hard because I think there's nothing, I'm going to be honest with you, there's nothing that I'm like, I would be fine letting go of everything I have. People's teeth. Yeah, people's teeth. There you go. <laughs> Fair, which I guess is plenty more than three things, I hope. Yes. Cool. Any content recommendations of any form? Like for you? Anyone. What, what do you mean? Like in- TV show, podcast, oh, music. Oh, okay. I was like so confused. TV shows. Let me think. Okay. I always watch Avatar. Avatar is a go-to. And then New Girl is not going to be on Netflix in, in a very short amount of time. So watch New Girl. So those are my two. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to share with the world for today? Um. No, not really. And you can follow my dental Instagram if you really want to. <laughs> Hell yeah. What's the handle? It's at smiles with Joe. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. That's a wrap. How did that yeah. feel? That was great. It was fun. That did not feel like 40 minutes. That uh, felt like 10. I know. Minutes full by of just catching up with people. It's great. Yeah, I know. Are like, there other Troy people around you? And also, I thought about Offerty, who... I thought maybe considered case at one point. Yeah, so she actually was in the three plus four program for case, but then she ended up going to Michigan. So oh, wild. 
It's cool. Maybe I'll have to hit her up randomly too. <laughs> yeah, I think her school is very different from mine. So I think that would be a good kind of contrasting kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, no one else from your class or my class at K. So Pooja Desai actually went to Case for undergrad. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's any Troy people that I know of here. There must be. There must be someone that's here, but I don't know. In Cleveland, yeah. So yeah. close that there has to be. I know, be. yeah. Well, this was amazing timing. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah <laughs> good catching up. <laughs> yeah, no, great catching up. I'll send you the edit at some point and just let me know if you like it or not and we can do whatever it is. No pressure. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. Cheers, Joanne. See ya. Bye. Peace. And that's a wrap for now. Joanne Tan, everyone. I guess I am getting the next surgery at some point. See you in the next episode of Who Let the Dogs Out, where I chat life with cool people doing awesome things. Cheers.